Hello and welcome back to Hexgrid Hangouts. This week I'm chatting with a member of the TTRPG community that I have long admired. <laughs> not just for the dope name, not just for the great uh, voices of characters and the in-depth uh, roleplay in their podcast, but they brought to life, or not brought to life, they, they converted the Kingmaker Adventure Path to second edition, and it is hands down my favorite, well, that I know of. I haven't played most of them, <laughs> but uh, uh, joining with me today is Derry from the Dice Will Roll podcast. Hello, hello. Um, before absolutely anything else, I do want to say we started converting that uh, Kingmaker uh, mm-hmm. adventure patch to second edition. I think like six months before Paizo came along, said, "Guess what we're doing?" Yes. I, I haven't been very public about, it, but when when I found out Paizo was going to do all the converting as well, I was so mad because I was oh, like, no. "This work I have been slaving away at is going to be done better with." By people who know what they're doing? My God. <laughs> yes, I, I was there. Uh, I don't know if I was there day one, but I eventually found you. You were there early. You were yeah, there yeah. very early. Oh, okay. So I guess uh, my reputation, such as it is, precedes <laughs> me a little bit. I just, like, we all do our own thing. And I, when I find a podcast I love, I become a little bit of a super fan about it. So I, <laughs> I didn't, and we haven't really chatted much. Uh, uh, to be clear, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in the Discord. I, I lurk, uh, uh, tweet every now and then. But okay, so I guess yeah, you know, I've been a long time fan. Yeah, of... I think. See, the reason I know is that you're one of our earliest um, Patreon supporters. So oh, yeah. like <laughs> when when we were just starting out, and we're like, oh my god, we got a new Patreon supporter. Let's go! And okay. uh, then because it, we used to just like instead of having a pre-record like credits roll. Mm-hmm. I would just every episode re-record the credits roll. <laughs> so I got very used to saying your name. <laughs> yes, and you pronounce it correctly. So thank you so much oh, for that. Oh, hell yeah. That's always yeah, yeah. great to hear. <laughs> uh, another... Uh, uh, so, okay. Ignorant American here. I almost said another English podcast, uh, but like... Ooh, the, the, see, see, yes. See, there's... <laughs> The thing is, I'm I'm good enough that I know that there's a distinction, but I'm mm. bad enough that I still like fumble over it. But I do it in, mm. in a Midwestern American way where I I put myself at your mercy. So yeah, I know see, how to like play the, this. Game. The, the difference is, um, if an American does person does it, you know that they probably just haven't learned like the exact, yes. or if they do know, it's just not super familiar with them. That's fine. If yeah. an English person does it, <laughs> it's colonization and it's war. Yes, and <laughs> so we you're are fine. Point- yeah, we are going to get into uh, colonization and your feelings about it because uh, I, I got I'm going to gush a little bit um, mm-hmm. because uh, yes, Kingmaker is a great fun story. It's a it's a hex crawl. Um, I, I enjoy it immensely. But uh, but your the 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 political aspect, the uh, the, mm-hmm. the striving for the the calling out bullshittery. It's 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 one of the many aspects that make your podcast just one of my just damn all-time favorites so um so yes uh an, another podcast in your hemisphere of the world who uh all live in the england area um mm-hmm. croydon i think, I I think. One. Yeah. uh cosmopunk uh mispronounced mm-hmm. my name and and i love the cast dearly they're all very <laughs> i chat with i chat with most of them uh weekly uh and at, <laughs> and for the longest time i just had to just grit my teeth like yes that's <laughs> I know it's a pre-roll. I don't want to ask them to do more work to fix it, but Dom Booley, 
is only my Halloween name. <laughs> <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, I guess uh, since we, we know of each other well enough, uh, how about, cause there's a lot I wanted to talk to you about. You're here to promote a couple really big things. Um, mm. And the Dice Will Roll podcast does not need my little bit of signal boosting, but <laughs> um, to be frank, I'm I'm actually quite behind on Extinction Extinction Curse, mm-hmm. so um, I I have a lot of catching up to do. I've mm. I'm I've accumulated too many podcasts, and um, but your cast is great. Could you please like give the listeners just a rundown of who you are, how you met, because your your cast is like one of the most tight knit that i listen listen to and um it, it's very endearing <laughs> well um see the funny thing is i'm actually the outsider in this little group um the rest of the cast uh dave ritz and luna uh mm-hmm. were all high school friends um they met like when they were about 14 because they all read Homestuck, and when you <laughs> when you are a fourteen year old in like the two thousand and twelve era, and you've read Homestuck, you've made a friend for life if you meet someone else who has read the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. Um, I came in a little while later. I befriended Dave, and uh, eventually, you know, I started dating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and from there, I met uh, Ritz, and then I met KK. And uh, then one day, um, Dave and I had been playing Pathfinder together for a while. Um, We were in an Iron Gods uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were a few few problems in it. Uh, The GM not being super great was one of them. I also (laughs) was not super enjoying being a player. So when uh, stuff started to happen and we started to have less and less sessions, and eventually that petered out, um, I was like, I still like playing. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna run something myself. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed them and it worked out. We played Carrying Crown, um, which is oh yeah, oh so such a good one. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the rules at all. I literally <laughs> until the final boss added level to damage for everyone, which <laughs> I thought was, you were supposed to do it, and the paladin would just keep one shotting everyone. I was like, what? doing it wrong i can't <laughs> tell eventually um as we were gaming um we heard about the pathfinder second edition playtest and this was great because now i could learn the rules alongside everyone else and i wouldn't yes. be miles behind mm-hmm. uh, and i remember saying this is wonderful i want to go listen to some podcasts about it mm-hmm. and i kind of ran into the problem of um all the people who were making podcasts for pathfinder second edition we're kind of all in the same like group of uh people and i say this like you know completely respectfully but a lot of them were like middle-aged um white american men mm-hmm. who probably had like wives and kids right mm-hmm. they were not really people that i could they're people i could understand in the way i could understand my dad you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i feel for us there was a lot of um there was a little disconnect and we knew that this was a disconnect that a lot of other people in the ttrpg scene had um where we desperately wanted queer stories because all of us it should be obvious works like we're all again we read homestuck in the 2012s i think that says enough (laughs) yeah yeah uh (laughs) but i mean your your podcast has the tagline that like when when people are recommending pathfinder 2e podcasts 
I, I'm not kidding. This isn't me blowing smoke. Um, I literally <laughs> say you should check out the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes that's a bit of a litmus test to how you yeah. react, which, um, which like, it's just good for me because now I'm like, okay, I, I, I am um, more or less a cishet white dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm completely white dude. <laughs> the, the, yeah 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 there's there's the there's, other stuff is always like even if you're sure yeah there's always a maybe eh. yeah yeah um, there's there's I've, that whole thing but then like you yeah. know i don't i don't really because i can i can hang with all the, the, the mm-hmm. white bros but like you know i i do have I'm 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 a, I'm a person that's changing and growing all the time but like yeah of course so i don't really have like a, a test I don't, I certainly don't gatekeep, but like mm-hmm. when I drop little nuggets and I see how people react, maybe I'm a sociopath. <laughs> their, their responses tend to inform how I relate to that person going forward. Mm. And um, in, in the TTRPG scene, you know, we both are Paizoverse podcasters. Like mm-hmm. what, what drew me to Paizo over, um, the, the monolith over there uh was mm-hmm. uh the representation <laughs> which not be named yeah you know that thing uh yeah and so like okay you know uh this this you know that's what hooked me because that was my first real introduction to it reading the books and seeing mm-hmm. how frequently uh pronouns it wasn't the hero is always he you know there, mm. there was all this stuff i i didn't start playing until 2014 mm. i'm actually fairly 15, oh, whatever. I started in 2017, so you okay. you don't even have to worry. I am yeah. much newer than you. Yeah, so I I joined Pathfinder Society with some coworkers who got mm-hmm. me in, and uh, they were all very much like what you were saying. They were all middle aged white dudes with families, and this was their fantasy night. Mm-hmm. Um, and society play is great. Let me mm-hmm. just say, Pathfinder Society is a great way to get into things. It's a great way to play around the world because I can take my character sheet literally anywhere. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. there's a pathfinder society game but these guys had 10 and i mean guys i'm not being dismissive mm-hmm. uh they had nearly a decade of memorizing these rules playing these scenarios playing the ap's and um it got to i was like it was intimidating because you know mm. they weren't overt overtly gatekeepy but just enough to where like oh i'm just a noob and i'm fine with being a noob but then mm-hmm. starfinder was announced and coming out so yeah. i i very much did what you did with 2e and i'm like you know what i'm going to learn the system i'm going to know the system they're going to ask me to explain starship <laughs> combat to them and um so it's, it's funny how we had that <laughs> similar uh jumping on point uh mm-hmm. all of that to say uh your your podcast is near and dear to me uh mm-hmm. your your group also near dear to me uh thank you so much for uh what you put out there and how unapologetic it is because i am yeah uh, i'm a guy who's like not as i I don't push enough probably but like but like you're (laughs) you're here you're queer (laughs) everyone get used to it like and subscribe literally (laughs) yeah i think the, the reason being like we had discussed we probably would get more people to listen to our show if we stopped talking about like how gay we were all the time. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like the audience that we want are people who don't really have, ne- like they like 
yes, we will allow anyone to listen to us, of course, but the audience that we wanted to attract most were people who didn't really have anything else they could connect to. And like, t- thank God there are other shows now. I don't think uh, the Gaze Pathfinder podcast on the planet is fair anymore because <laughs> there are a lot of other ones now that have jumped up. But, yeah. and I, I, I think to an extent we were like one of the first ones because I remember searching for it. And there's lots now, like shout mm-hmm. to Gobs and Gaze and Drunk yes. and etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff. Um, we <laughs> we all kind of fight for that title, but <laughs> it it's something that wasn't there until, you know, people push for it. And yes. now it is. Yep. And I, I, I saw the comments. I saw the responses to the comments. Uh, <laughs> and it's I think, just... I think um, real fast, um, one mm-hmm. of my favorite things really early when we were starting was a message we got to our Facebook group. Yes. And, oh, you've seen this, I'm sure. That, that <laughs> it, yes it, is very... <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's near and dear to me because like uh, <laughs> it was brought up a couple times uh, and then just like, I just see it and just like... You res- so so tell the listeners who aren't uh <laughs> um it's basically it was like a four paragraph long message mm-hmm. saying that they really wanted to like the show but <laughs> they weren't sure if we were joking about hating straight people and that we shouldn't be bigoted and this should be a place for everyone and like it just got more and more like why do you hate straight people and the reason being was literally in the first episode, I made a joke saying, mm, the straight people won't like that. <laughs> and they, like, they took such huge offense to it yes. for me even commenting on it, you know? It's like... Yes, why are you gatekeeping? <laughs> why are... <laughs> How dare so you? I think that's solidified in our mind. We got to keep this going. Not to yes. make people like this uncomfortable but to give people who also like to make straight people jokes no offense if you're a straight listening i, I have straight friends <laughs> so some of my best friends are straight friends so, yeah, yeah i get you yeah yeah and, and it's in you know kind of like what i was saying like it's a good litmus test like oh you know Mm-mm-mm. what we we aren't going to be dm buddies <laughs> we're not going to uh we're not going to invite you to live listens you just go to your go to the next podcast it's fine yeah it's it's helped the community stay extremely drama free, which is great. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, so that was the uh, the introduction to the group. Mm-hmm. You uh, got it together, started you mm-hmm. doing it, mm-hmm. and I was listening. You know, I w- I didn't play any of the. I was still trying to master Starfinder. Master mm-hmm. Starfinder. I was still trying to make sure I had a good grip on Starfinder, and I was kind of counting on my other friends to do Pathfinder because that's that was their thing fantasy (laughs) is more their thing and um so i'm listening to you i'm listening at the time i think for me it was just you and wheeler wheel wheeler woe for as far as pathfinder 2e uh pre-launch play test because uh i heard about the um uh the ap you can play for the play yeah Yeah. i heard how brutal it was and i'm like Yeah, I didn't want it's like that thing. I didn't want to get bad information in my head. And mm-hmm. uh as I recall, the community, I was still fledgling in the community, but just mm-hmm. hearing the 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 vitriol at some point. See, I think the thing is the story was decent. They like I, I, I still like the story from Doomsday Dom. I have ah! yeah. <laughs> I have, oh god. I have zero yeah, I have zero memory of the story at all because uh all i can think of at that time was uh hand like 
You still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I didn't touch my mouse for a bit, and uh, my computer, or my monitors are going to nap. Oh, yeah, don't uh, worry. <laughs> so, usually I'm, like, pecking away, double-checking uh, character sheets, but for this, I'm just vamping. Um, so, so mm -hmm. it was it was all complaints about the mechanics is what I yeah. heard. I don't remember the story at all. I would mm -hmm. love it. Do you know if they're if they like uh, went through and gave finalized rules to Doomsday Dawn, or is it just uh, no Doomsday Dawn had, was never? I think they updated like once because mm -hmm. they had like a couple of mistakes, mm -hmm. but generally the point of Doomsday Dawn very much so was let's push these new rules that we're testing to the limits. Yeah, and people weren't really made aware of that necessarily. So they're like, know. wow, fun adventure. What the hell happened to my character? <laughs> what have you done to my boy? There's one of the chapters is quite literally, ah, you've made some uh, crusaders and mendev. I see. We're going to put them through uh, seven rounds of uh, seven like waves of combat, and your characters will die. We just want to see how long it takes them to die. Um, and, and there wasn't, uh, so I wasn't a part of this. Was there not as much communication from the devs and stuff mm, at the time? No, <laughs> I see. And uh, there were some. There were also like some, like spicy things that they did in the playtest, which the like there was a lot of vitriol. I think a yeah. lot of reason that a lot of people don't like Pathfinder Two E these days is because they saw stuff from the playtest and were like, "What the hell." Yep. Uh, some just off the top of my head, there was some stuff like barbarians have to make a flat check at the end of each of their turns to keep raging. Um, Oof. God, there was a uh, oh gosh, you could have you could only use items a certain number of times per day, depending on how many focus uh, points you had, kind of like focus points for spells, but oh. it's literally four Everything. items, and wow. the champion was well it was the paladin at the very start Ooh, ooh, they they did not do a good job with the first champion a lot of people were very upset with it i they I didn't remember i remember champion was one mm. i remember that was a very loud one uh yeah yeah but but the thing is the reason they did this whole playtest was to see what rules do people absolutely despise and they got rid of them and they did a, such a fantastic job that i remember opening up the core rule book and just being delighted by how clean it was. Yeah. Like, it was so much better than the playtest. And the fact that they've been doing playtests for every new class since has been absolutely astounding. They've really been doing great. Yeah. Uh, so I, I still, I'm, I've only played probably less than a 20 sessions myself in PF2E. But in Starfinder mm -hmm. now, I think uh, after... Uh, the playtest of PF2E, we get like two or three playtest classes a year, and mm -hmm. it's it's a bit of a culture shock because people want to want to want to hear want to be heard, uh, they mm -hmm. want to be really loud about it, uh, and then when the final thing comes out, then you have the well, the playtest was better, the playtest was worse, etc. Yeah, yep. so like <laughs> it, it's I'm glad that uh, it was a risky thing to do for a whole ass system. But mm -hmm. uh, now that now that we've gotten as we as a community have gotten over that big hump, now when they just throw uh, weird spellcasters that can do literally game breaking uh, abilities, it's um, it, it's met with a little bit more reserve because. Mm -hmm. um, so okay, uh, uh, back back to your show. So what? <laughs> why did you choose Kingmaker? Was there a special kinship you had to? that one 
uh were there others that you tried and like fuck that i actually um it's really funny that you mentioned that because yeah there was um and this is going to sound this is going to be the most like this guy's making the shit up you'll ever hear <laughs> um so we originally actually did play doomsday Dog. oh and uh we we recorded i think up to the fourth chapter out of five and it was doing great Mm-hmm. Uh, and by doing great, I mean we were getting eleven uh, like plays an episode, and that was enough for us. Um, and halfway through, one day, one of our players um, accidentally dropped his laptop, mm. and the hard drive broke, and we only had half the episodes uploaded, and the other ones weren't all on the drive. Oh, no. So always back up your stuff on the drive, unless yes. you... Yeah. Um, which was kind of a relief, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, his laptop broke, which did suck. Um, yes. But it was kind of a relief from a storytelling perspective, because at this point, we were like, hmm... <laughs> this adventure is a meat grinder for people. <laughs> yep. And um, I remember, and this is the part where it sounds made up. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas. <laughs> it was Christmas, and I was sitting in a church, not for any religious reason, but I was uh, watching my kid brother sing in a choir, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Ireland is obviously very Catholic, so it's one of those big, fancy Catholic churches. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of staring off into the mid-distance, and this is, like, the future of Dice Roll is all that's on my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe... We won't get anywhere. And then, like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I looked at one of the stained... I I was in the church, and I look at the stained glass window, and I'm thinking, isn't that Kingmaker video game, like, out? (laughs) I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if we could cash in on that. Yeah. The answer was yes, we could cash in on that. Um, We... I remember asking... uh, Owl Cat Games, hey, we bought your game. Are we allowed to use your soundtrack? And they were like, yeah, just credit us. And, yes. Which was so good of them, honestly. Um, and I, we went, we recorded about like 15 episodes before we started, and we put on the drive this time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we started uh, publishing them. And the reception to it was really good. And I think a lot of it was, again, because of the uh, Kingmaker video game yes. coming out. So yes. anytime, anytime I am thinking now of like, where did Dice Roll start? I don't ever think about like Doomsday Dawn. I think yeah. about me sitting in a Catholic church, staring at a stained glass window being like, huh, that's something we could do. <laughs> that is amazing and beautiful. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I knew about the Kingmaker game. I never got to play the the, the first edition tabletop version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my, my tower at the time was pushing a decade old so i i wasn't playing that stuff mm-hmm. um so my introduction to the music was your guys's podcast <laughs> and i'm like oh it's so good i'm like i i i'm i probably early message like I, I love your soundtrack you know or a soundtrack whatever term yeah you're supposed to use yeah, yeah, that thing. and i'm like oh it's so good and i think it was it was it was probably you you said uh uh nope from the game. <laughs> yeah, you, we I'll didn't make this. I, we have not a musical bone in our body. And that's what, that was like, I'm like, I can't find this anywhere. And I'm, I'm, you know, a fledgling Starfinder <laughs> podcaster. I'm like, I can't find this music. Why can't I have something like this? And then you, 
you got it from a video game. So by the time I got to play it in 2019, when it came to the PS4, I'm mm-hmm. playing it and it's like, it, it just opens up and I just have a big, big shit eating grin on my face as the main menu pops up. And it's <laughs> the dice will roll soundtrack playing. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, compl- it didn't inform how I played at all. Uh, because I was play testing, um, a wizard boy I was going to be making. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just hearing it, it never got old because like, even when I was getting my ass kicked by hydras or whatever, mm-hmm. it was just like, it always brought me back to your podcast, your story. <laughs> and uh, like when story bits would happen, I'm like, Oh man, dice were roll gang. This isn't, this isn't how <laughs> this went down. Yeah. At all. <laughs> there, some, just... there were some pretty big differences between the video game. Cause like, I also, didn't finish the video game before mm-hmm. we finished the uh, podcast. So mm-hmm. going back and then playing it, I'm like, ha, huh, that's <laughs> not how that worked in the story. No, <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's just so damn good. Uh, mm. Folks. Uh, I, I don't, I did not start my timer, so I don't know how long I've been on this uh, tangent, but it's, it's just so, so damn good. And you did it before <laughs> the actual rules came out. And then there was the episode when the new rules did come out oh, and it was, I remember the excitement in everyone's mm-hmm. uh, well excitement consternation. Um, I believe it was Ritz saying, "Oh, that's just stupid." Uh, I, okay, <laughs> the reason being was that a spell Ritz really liked and had been saving yeah. was no longer on the Bard spell okay. list, I, I, and I, Ritz, Ritz, Ritz was literally about to put it into use, and I was like, oh, "Okay, yes. I'm sorry." Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep oh man i'm so i'm so glad like i can make these like i remember this and it was a thing for you three yep. years two years uh uh it must be two years because i just hit my maybe. third year and and what you're year is it's, it it's 2021 mm. i think it's two years maybe a year for that particular scene gotcha yeah, oh, yeah you were, yeah, you were well into it yeah you were well mm. into it when the final books were finally yep. shipped and there was an episode or two before like uh hopefully next week we have it and it wasn't for a couple times but yeah it was just uh, <laughs> so good such a mm-hmm. great story uh and like i i listen to other podcasts play uh, adventure paths and everyone does a great job i i listen to way too many pathfinder AP <laughs> podcasts <laughs> Uh, but yours, like everyone, and this isn't, this isn't putting anyone down to lift you up. Just is just lifting <laughs> you up at the level of detail that everything was connected. Uh, the, the smoothness of, uh, uh, weaving in, um, oh no, 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 no. The King, um, Irovetti. Irovetti. Oh yeah. yeah. Just, just, oh, it's in just, fairness, it, that's not just me. That's my players at the, like in the background. Sure, like, of course. How yeah. can I have my backstory involved and me like monkey's yes. paw curling? Sure. Why yes. not? Uh, the irrational <laughs> stuff. Mm. It's just, okay. Uh, I'm going, I'm going to drop some, uh, I played w- with telling this or not, but I'm having such a good time. I'm going to let it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no one, but maybe four people in the world know this. Mm-hmm. I am the person behind the Arastal Twitter account. Oh, oh so, my God. <laughs> so there were times I would be listening to you all play and uh, uh, I, 
I, as a rascal, I would like. <laughs> you would. You'd be I like, would. "Well done, Casca," and I'd be like, "Hell yeah!" Yes. I, rem- I remember ta- like we talked about this with like the listeners being like, yep. "Mr. Rascal Twitter account is a huge Casca fan," and I remember like trying to like figure out who the hell could it be. It was yeah. a whole mystery for a while. Oh my god! That is- <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the people that will listen, uh, I guess you know the the mask is off. The the the. <laughs> <laughs> stag head is off uh yeah i and i and this is also not blowing smoke i chose a rascal when people were like giving up i want to be this one i'm like ah, i'm more of a nature guy and i'm like dice will roll i want to be a rascal <laughs> i'm not kidding at all so I, oh my god I, i'm not as active on it as i'd like to be i try to get in there and i search the name and it's fun it's just, it's just a fun mm-hmm. little role play thing that i got to yeah. do and um <laughs> I never meant to tell anyone, but this 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 conversation is going too well that I, I couldn't take up. Uh, you you couldn't keep it. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's, I'm the rest of the cast is going to know fairly soon. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because they're going to be so thrilled to know who it was. Yes, yes. Just, just uh, uh, like I would listen to an episode and then I would like make sure that Don or Hexgrid Heroes hadn't tweeted in a while because if I link, if <laughs> if if three accounts are tweeting because at my three in the morning is when I'm listening to you all. Uh, mm-hmm. If if three if three accounts are tweeting at around the same time, I I always feared people were like, oh, I can tell by his uh their 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 text patterns. <laughs> I, I can guarantee I would not have put two plus two together either way. <laughs> awesome, cool. Uh, so and I would like make sure I don't use contractions when I'm a rastal and like all this dumb <laughs> but yeah. Uh hi, I'm a rastal. Um so and it's partly thanks to you and it's fun. Um mm. so so Kingmaker <laughs> I, I'm geeking out a little, a little bit. <laughs> you're good. Uh, you're good. Uh, great, 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 go, great show. Great finishing. It was. I probably got choked up more in your guys' podcast than any other podcast, and there are <laughs> some real tear jerkers out there. Um, mm-hmm. But just uh, some, so many close calls. It, it really felt like I was at your table, which um, now f- for four ish years into making them myself, it's like uh podcast goals so uh very well done uh and then you switched to um extinction curse that's right yeah uh so i i don't even know how far behind i am um I, i'm mm-hmm. fine with if you want to like if it's public knowledge and you've tweeted it and i've ignored it yeah. uh, I'll, I'll keep i'll keep how's, big spoilers quiet okay. how's how's how are you liking extinction curse because i'll be honest when i heard like the first couple episodes I'm like oh this is awesome a circus and then, mm-hmm. like, um, the cast is so good. The characters are so good. I, as as a person, I'm not in love with circuses. Just like they don't like it's it's like Disney. It's like Disney mm-hmm. World to me. It's like I get it, but I just it just doesn't. But the characters I stick around for. So how are you mm-hmm. liking it? And how far into it are you by now? Oh God. Well, we're I'd say near the midpoint of book five. So we're like pretty oh, wow. deep in at this point. Yeah. Um. And we, I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. Uh, I'm the exact opposite. I absolutely adore circuses. Um, (laughs) It's, I think, um, I feel the reason that like, uh, we're so into circuses is, uh, and I'm not bringing up the, like the gay card because, but, (laughs) um, I think it's a whole thing the same way as like how in, uh, when we're playing t- tabletop, we get to like lose ourselves in this world of fantasy. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of thing of like lose ourselves and just 
be kind of amazed by like how these uh, traveling performers can do these really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It does help. And I don't know if this if this is a spoiler. This is a really early spoiler. It does help that the bad guys are a dinosaur cult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not so much getting it from you, but definitely from the art I've seen of the AP. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dinosaurs, and I'm a big dinosaur fan. I, yeah, so and... I, I for the first ten episodes, I did not. I told them there was something cool coming, but I did not say what. For the first ten episodes, the party were like, "Okay, it's a circus adventure. Oh, what's yeah. going on? Cool murder mystery, you know? Uh, who who killed who killed X person? And it mm-hmm. wasn't the dinosaurs who killed him, but one thing leads to another, and eventually it becomes." or pretty soon it becomes pretty clear that mm-hmm. the bad guys in Extinction Curse are an underground cult of demon-worshipping dinosaur people. Mm-hmm. And that rules so hard! Yes, uh, I did um, get to that part, and that helped me, because uh, in, <laughs> like, in the way you portrayed the circus is great, to continue mm. gushing, uh, uh, the, the 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 mechanics around like oh you know what there there was that first I think it was the first or second episode like uh, you may fail this uh, this performance and you know you may get like booed off and that's the that's the podcast uh, you're not circus performers anymore something to that effect and uh, I was to like, an extent it's just you wouldn't make your money which sucks exactly. because money yeah, yeah. money is good yeah 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 but you were playing up the fact like okay you know this is your first performer and you're going to be getting you're going to have to do this a lot and so. Uh, it was just, it was good, and and you all made help, not made me helped me, like latch on where I normally wouldn't. But yeah, mm-hmm. the the dinosaur cult really opened really? up. Yep. <laughs> yep, the dinosaur yep. cult does it like circus good. A lot of people complain about the dinosaur cult. They're like, this doesn't fit with a circus campaign. You should have just focused on the. Cir-. Are you kidding me? The whole the, the thing that's best about this campaign is how wild and weird it is. You've yep. got like, oh yeah, so what what are you guys up to right now? Like in episode sixty, oh you know we're in an underground radioactive desert and there's worms <laughs> and uh, also like a city of undead drow and what does that have to do with the circus? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and because I did, and I did just listen to six books of we are making a, a kingdom. Uh, you know, we may hand wave some of the kingdoming bits. Mm-hmm. Most podcasts that I, a couple of the podcasts that I've talked about, uh, just in passing, playing it like, oh yeah, uh, I listened to uh, Goblins and Gambles, and uh, they're they're uh, they're a Canadian uh, playing a Canadian group playing Kingmaker, and they're like, oh, we don't actually like the kingdom monitoring mm. stuff and that's fair so when i hear the first couple episodes of dice will roll doing circus i think oh is this like is it gonna be all circus throwing in dinosaurs throwing in anything yep. for me was and dinosaurs are just beautiful and and mm-hmm. the art is just so good so it's, uh, it's very good yes so you say you're 60 episodes in yep we literally nice. just published episode 60 yesterday which oh, is very nice nuts yeah uh, so okay, I, I'm good. So I'm I'm spurred spurred on to uh, get back in and find out mm-hmm. how far behind I am. Because yeah, don't fret too much. I think just... this, the circus happens maybe once a book, except oh. for one book where it happens a lot um, okay. because they're on tour, and uh, sure. we try to make it more of a role play thing than anything mm-hmm. else. But a lot of like, if you aren't like like you, if you're not super into circus stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on. Like awesome. the circus is their day job, yeah, and kind of like the team that brings them together. Mm-hmm. But like the actual things that are going on, are like 
without spoiling anything, and yes, I mean, I've mentioned the dinosaur cult, but that's <laughs> not... They're... It's... I guess the best way of, like, describing it with any spoilers is very much so reckoning with, like... With colonization to... It always comes back to this. To colonization yes, and yeah. to... Just because we are here now, the things that brought us to this point weren't always necessarily good things. Mm -hmm. How do we reckon with the past of the world that we're in? Um, I and I can't, I, that sounds very vague, <laughs> but considering this is uh, a island which was created by a dead god and said dead god was once beloved, but, you know, things he's done have come to light and those things were not <gasps> always good things. Is it Aridin? Um It's Aridin. He, there's, Aridin. there's a lot of Aridin in this one. And he's... I... As a rastal, I take great delight in like, oh, are you still dead? So, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like there was a thing about like, you know, people are coming back to life or whatever, or like just, just like mm. I don't know who is behind all the other deities. I know mm -hmm. a couple, uh, but like, Aridin, uh takes it on the chin, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so cool. Oh man, I'm so excited. And yeah, the the, the yeah. mysterious, vague way you described it there is just like that's what I need to like mm -hmm. get get back in. Yeah, it's it. it's not all just like party poppers and trapezes. You know, yeah. like reason they are going out on this journey to uh, figure out this like ancient conspiracy by again, a cool dinosaur cult. Mm -hmm. they, they have something that they want to protect and it's not just a random village that they're from. It's like basically a family who also do cool flips sometimes. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so um, going off of the uh, uh, colonization thing and everything going back to it and how out mm -hmm. and how uh, I say aggressive in a, in a good way. People <laughs> should aggressively be attacking these issues because mm -hmm. that's what this company we all do a mm -hmm. lot of emotional labor for for not as much as people or nothing in some people's cases. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so Paizo has, uh, I, I talked a little bit about how, you know, it, it ensnared me with this promise of like, this is different. This is better. Mm -hmm. This is a better way of, and so um, uh, this is going to go out probably within two weeks. I, I want mm -hmm. to, I have a couple other, uh, interviews that are a little time sensitive, but because of mm -hmm. everything going on and that we're talking about uh, Paizo accountability, I, I I don't care if uh, uh, the episodes take a little break. We just finished a big combat. People, listeners can uh, listen to me talk to uh, some people a couple weeks. <laughs> um, so um, Paizo accountability is uh, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know who started the hashtag. Was it you? Did you start it? Uh kind of it's there's a whole thing to it but yeah i was the first person to like put out a tweet being like hey you accountability, please were. yes absolutely so um i'm gonna shut up for a bit uh because i am uh i'm a few days behind on the news cycle mm -hmm. as it were uh so if you wouldn't mind in your uh much better eloquently put <laughs> way uh catch the folks up on What's going on at Paizo? I, I talked about it in, um, I, I had a chat with Krifu Bernal uh, this mm -hmm. week. This will go up after his chat. So we do talk, we do get into it a little bit, but mm -hmm. uh, you have been championing and spearheading a, a lot of the push and it's um, 
it, it's helping people like me just speaking for myself it's helping me push uh but also temper my my yeah. my my snark the rage uh, yeah yes. <laughs> yeah because the rage is the snark is just a coping mechanism for the rage is what i tell mm -hmm. myself uh so yeah please uh enlighten the folks yeah so um i mean if you've listened to the last episode you probably know the gist of it but to recap um a little while ago an employee was let go from paizo and uh the circumstances for that firing were well, we can't really know because unfortunately Washington is not will state and that's where Paizo is. Uh, but we there was a lot of uh, internal rumblings about that um, to the point where another former uh, Paizo employee um, essentially released a list of allegations against Paizo. Um, ones which ranged from not caring about uh, the health of the workers and forcing to work in unhygienic circumstances to uh, sexual harassment allegations, to um, just insensitivity all around. Um, like, despite like claiming to be champions of like diversity and mm -hmm. uh, help disabled people, there were like also allegations of like, oh, well, let's put in some madness and insanity rules because those aren't like in poor taste yet, but they will be soon. So let's get them out of the way while we still can. Which is terrible. Like, that's, <laughs> it's not good. Yes. And, um, of course, as well, the fact that they're being paid pretty bism abysmally. Um, so, when all this happened, um, I was pretty stunned and shocked. And I'll, like, to be perfectly candid, I was really hurt. Um, this was something that we'd put a lot of work into. I'd spent so much time talking about how great Paizo was. I even spent, talk, like, talked earlier about how Paizo has done good things in his very interview. Um, so to find out that behind the scenes, they were not at all upholding these things that they were saying. In fact, going against some of the things that they have claimed was, yeah. it was distressing. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, well, shit, is this the end? Because yeah. I, I don't want to support them if I think we're not going to be able to make a change. And uh, a lot of people in the Dice World Discord talked about how, yeah, I'm probably not going to buy any more Pathfinder books. And I just thought about, yeah, okay, the, it'll screw the executives over, and that's great. I don't want the higher management who are causing all these problems to get, you know, richer and richer. Yes. But at the same time, I was thinking, well, shit, what about the developers? What about people like Luis Loza mm -hmm. or... AVK or any of these other people who are using this platform that they will not get anywhere else. You think for a second that Dungeons & Dragons, <laughs> the other one, the other big one, uh, will yeah. allow you to tell stories about Native people from a Native perspective or to tell stories where, hey, maybe the attempts to not be racist are more than surface level. Yeah, The idea that like that would happen, it, it was unfathomable to me. And yep. I knew that they wouldn't be able to make it on their own. Like being a TTRPG writer is not exactly a lucrative business. Yep. Um, and it wasn't until uh, as I was talking about, like we there was a there's a Discord that a lot of the Paizo partners are in and other content creators. And 
a few of us got to talking about like how we just did not agree with this at all and trying to figure out, well, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And in the Dice for Old uh, Discord, there are some people uh, that uh, I, you know, I put out a, if you know anyone who wants to like get a word in, send them my way. And those people sent it other people and those other people sent it other people. And by the end of the day, we had a couple of uh, people who had or have either, you know, present or past tense, worked in Paizo. And uh, they kind of worked with us, both freelancers and, you know, current slash uh, past employees mm -hmm. to say, well, these are the issues we have as the employees. And these are the things we want fixed. Um, and some of the stuff, like, didn't really get, you know, mentioned by them. They didn't really, like, obviously... The fact that Paizo did out and go confirm the fact that they just didn't wash their carpets for seven years. They did say that like, they confirmed that. They didn't have to confirm it, but they did, which is weird choice. Um, but they did, you know, come forward and put to work, together a list of these are things that need to change. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've been, that's what the Paizo accountability hashtag started about. I came forward with a list that had been made with the collaboration of these people to talk with Paizo and say, other content creators, this is what we need to push. This is what people inside want. This is what we need. We can either, the, like the path goes two ways, right? You go left and uh, you're going to have pe like no more Paizo. We stop supporting Paizo. We stop supporting Pathfinder, Starfinder. And uh, sure, the executives get screwed over. But mm -hmm. then so do the developers. And they'll be the first to go, right? Yes. And that means n the inclusive stories that we've been getting, characters like there's an agender, there's an agender uh, Tengu in uh, Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Mm -hmm. There's a bigender, bisexual vampire in Agents of Edgewatch. Like, and these aren't like, it's not played to be weird. It's played like, oh yeah, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. that wouldn't happen anymore that's gone yeah you know yep. or and... we champion for employee rights we say this is what yes. people want and this is what people need so let's fight for that and that has made people turn from well to hell with it we're burning it all down to be like okay if we fight for that if we fight for the things that we need to have done we can to an extent not worry about throwing away our babies you know yes and that's what we've been doing. We didn't even come up with the Paizo accountability hashtag. We mm -hmm. like suggested a hashtag, but it was other people who like came together and then were like, well, who wants to take the first shot? And mm -hmm. Dice Roll has a sizable audience. So I was like, yes. fuck it, right? We'll yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. And now everyone's saying it was our idea. I'm like, no, no, this is community efforts. Don't put it on us. Yes. It's everyone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was uh, very encouraging like that, that when it all started popping, like, I, I knew about some of the stuff going on like last year when uh, one of the people was talking about some of the stuff that goes on. And I mm -hmm. thought this conversation was all going to happen last year, specifically around um, sexual harassment uh, charges mm -hmm. with the Me Too movement and stuff. So like I, I saw the tweets, I, I screenshot them not unlike a sociopath. No, um, you're good. Because, like, much like someone who knows this is going to become important later. Yeah, so I had them, uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm prepared. You know, I, And then nothing happened with it. It just got mm -hmm. ignored. 
and then this happened and like uh i didn't think i didn't think nothing was ever going to happen it's not but when it all came out it came rushing back and all the other stuff that was coming up Mm -hmm. it it bowled me over for a few days because i'm not a partner uh my my Mm -hmm. audience is modest i love them all dearly for putting up with uh whatever level of jackass i bring to the table (laughs) each week uh but like I've I put my name out there. Uh Don Bewley is my name on social mm-hmm. media everywhere when I'm not Hex Grid Heroes or spoiler a rascal. Uh, <laughs> but but like I put and the, the betrayal, like I didn't feel I I I can empathize. I think that's the right one. Mm-hmm. Um not an English major. Uh <laughs> you're good. No, it is the right word. Okay, cool. I can empathize with the developers who put their name out. Uh, there and put their put their presence out there uh i we've uh our show has befriended uh jason tondro uh, mm-hmm. uh love jason he's so he's so goddamn he's good so, he's such a sweetheart oh and and he is like he's out there he is pushing for people to keep talking about it uh mm-hmm. krifu bernal of the manapot studios uh network uh we did he wanted to stream our conversation on his twitch i'm like yeah sure why not i'll be on camera um <laughs> And Tondro tuned in and he was encouraging us to keep talking about it and doing all this stuff. And so like, I think about people like him, I I've ran him in games for people. I I've like the, and that's just like, I, I haven't availed myself of getting to know people. Like I see people promoting other people's names and I'd like to change that of course, now that everything's going on and I want to fight next to them, but I never mm-hmm. felt like I had enough ownership but like I, not that my time and money is worth anything more than anyone else's. But like I have dumped hundreds, mm-hmm. uh, dollars, hours, tears, sweat, uh, sitting in my cramped office, uh, sweating my rear off, uh, trying, to, <laughs> trying to have at least uh, passable audio quality, and then like all of that betrayed the, the promise of all the the being on the good side being the good the good tm company mm-hmm. uh it it like i was i went silent for a bit i would retweet but i wouldn't be able to say anything because then i would just lash out at people who were uh getting having the privilege of uh very successful patreon accounts and uh not saying a, a damn word other than mm-hmm. legalese cute little twitter posts and I, yeah. I, I took a couple swings. Uh, I didn't name any mm-hmm. names, but I mean, for sure. <laughs> and it, I realized, like, I, yeah, there, there have been people that you're looking at, like, man, it would be great if you could say anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't say. It's your platform, but like, it's telling. Uh, but it's so. It's, it's also like it's it's a weird thing, and I and I realized uh, that my four tweet thread uh, wasn't uh, a, a drop in the bucket compared to what other people were saying. Like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna cool off over here uh, and uh, uh, rally and do what I can where I can, rather than just you know swinging like the <laughs> the cornered animal that I was. <laughs> and um, so. Um, He's got he's got a full name. So uh, uh, Cody Garrett Wells is a mm-hmm. is an account I wasn't familiar with at all before this, and um, their their tweet threads have been instrumental in me catching my friends up and my 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 fans 
Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like what, what's going on? You okay? Why are you, <laughs> I had some messages and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Here's the situation much better put than I'm going to say it because I'm yeah. going to say it poorly. And I'm, I'm not the best salesman when it comes to <laughs> things because I, I feel, and I think, sure, I'm a thinker, but like what I feel, I turn off the think and I just, yeah, that's I just, completely fair. <laughs> I just start pecking away. Um, uh, so, so uh, Cody Garrett Wells has been a, a great resource uh, for threads, uh, c- catching people up. I watched the two and a half hour video that I already knew everything about it, but I still watched it because someone was saying the things uh, he's come out and put out uh, a couple more regular videos about, you know, Paizo needs to update. Paizo needs to get with it. This is mm-hmm. the situation we're at. And it's, it feels so damn good that, um, that, by and large the developers the writers the artists that we all champion and have conversations with uh not a week goes by that i don't shoot jason tondro because i'm running a fly for your die ap and Mm -hmm. like my my group is chaotic uh (laughs) so like i'll just throw just a little thing like hey i really appreciated this you know um Mm -hmm. so him specifically but other people i've reached out to i've had alex algunas on here uh uh he was one of the freelancers brought in to help finalize starfinder because that's where my focus is uh so i've gotten to know these people and it just feels so so good that it is uh so in in our homebrew camp my starfinder homebrew podcast uh that you can check out wherever you get podcasts um (laughs) One one of the like big bads, one of the the running themes is uh, a couple of my players really hate Abadar Core. Uh, yeah, I can't really, imagine why they really hate capitalism, and they are. And I'm like, like it just feels so good, like uh, to to see the other people like it is the capitalists. That's the problem, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's the it's those people. It's the head honchos. I I I'm not going to get into all the charges on them because there are much better resources for that, but like, you know, it's the people at the top that are bad mm-hmm. and it's the people that, uh, uh, live, not live in squalor, but they, uh, if you're going to be in uh TTRPGs, it's strongly encouraged. Even if it's not Paizo Seattle area is where to be. So mm-hmm. it ain't cheap living there. Uh, from yeah. all accounts I've heard. So these people, you know, they, they leave uh, academia, they leave these big careers and go to this for their, for their dream of telling mm-hmm. stories with this mission statement and to have them have been carrying this for years just breaks my dumb little heart. <laughs> and, yeah, no, uh, it, it really is. And, and that's why I push them like, okay, they, they've given me so much not even personally they've they've they put out so much like if (laughs) i'm not going to go as for a star wars metaphor i tried to do a star wars metaphor last interview and it bombed terribly uh but like the people doing the thing that i love literally love like this is why i take uh this is why i work a crap overnight shift job that pays moderately well so it can afford me the opportunity to do stuff like this comfortably uh ttrpgs are my love <laughs> and it's just it broke my heart but then let myself feel that and now it's time to strap on the medium leather armor and 
fight for it. Yeah. I mean, really, it really is that or just let things be bad. And we are lucky. It's bad on one hand that Pies is a small company because they're having difficulty paying people the yes. wage that they are owed. But on the other hand, um, it's good that they're a small company because they're more likely to listen to us when we raise up our fists and say, hey, yeah, stop that. Yep. Um, I think um, one thing that I've seen a lot of people talking about, and I think is something that probably should be pushed a little more in the uh, hashtag, is if they can't afford to pay Paizo people better, which is understandable if they are a small company, and they're not going to leave Seattle, because they like Seattle, wiser thing to do to let people work from afar. Stretch. I don't know where in America has lower cost of living, but certainly not Seattle. No. You know, yeah. if you let people move further away and use Zoom or Skype or yep. not Skype, let's be real, <laughs> um, like use ways to talk to people yes. online, that's going to reduce. Like, you won't have to travel anymore. You mm-hmm. can live somewhere with cheaper rent. You can live yes. somewhere with cheaper food. You're more likely to be able to raise, you know, a family if you need to. Um, Outside of Seattle. And I think that's, unfortunately, at the moment, the people up top in uh, Paizo um, are very counter to that idea. But because of the push that Paizo accountability has given, we are more likely to see that come true. And we can hope, you know. And they've they've proven, like, uh, so so currently, uh, if you're listening to this in the far future, this is all over. (laughs) I'm so envious of you. That'd be great. Right. Yeah. Currently, uh, the all through the 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 pandemic's not over so i don't want to say in past tense the the beginning part of the pandemic uh there was a fear that there would be delays and stuff uh and until uh this summer they had they met every one of their goals they hadn't Mm -hmm. missed a thing and then things outside of their control paper shortage yeah uh, it literally was not the writers yes uh they and they proved that they could perform uh remotely uh showing up at the office that is such a such a old timey thing like we we've proven that it's doable uh if if you don't trust your people that says more about you than it does your people like the people i watch developer diaries for both starfinder and pathfinder i watch the the youtube videos of people talking about their products uh teasing the books those bastards um <laughs> fist at sky. i was literally shaking my fist uh, <laughs> so so they've proven they can they don't need to be in an office that whole like mm-hmm. office mentality it's it's as anachronistic as smoke breaks you know like mm-hmm. it's it's doable it's better for the people uh sure it, it's a bummer you don't get to see your pals have company retreats you, yeah you let, like it, you it, let it, people doable. live yeah, it's like it's yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, offer all the variables and ways they mm-hmm. can save money. They know. <laughs> they know they exactly. just need they just need to actually sit down and do it. Because yes. I think that's the big thing. There are so many solutions. Yeah. But unless pressure is constantly applied, those like I I am like my biggest worry is that they're gonna think, ah outrage died down. Let's not worry about it anymore. No, there needs to like continue to be pressure until like we like until uh the people that uh, i am speaking to 
uh, like from inside and previously inside sure. are content with like how things are, I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to encourage. I know people like Cody Garrett Wells are not going to give up anytime soon. No. Um, and I think that's good. I think that needs to keep happening and that needs to keep being a force that we are like applying to Paizo. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think boycotting the books is going to be feasible because if we boycott the books, the people who are here are the developers, right? Yes. The developers yeah. and the freelancers, that's the people who are going to get just not hired in the future. Yeah, the, the, the um, people that already have the money because they're at the top, they're just going to start cutting out the little people to mm -hmm. to to save their boat from sinking and it exactly. sounds like those people up top are living pretty high on the hog even before joining the the thing so like yeah we're, we're only hurting the people who have to uh cram books uh, mm -hmm. writing books that's the uh, big the, thing yeah the people who are taking uh every freelancing opportunity on top of uh crafting this beautiful multiverse shared universe uh, i'd say i'd say a multiverse there's okay. multiple verses in it yeah so like you know the, these people are uh bending over backwards taking mm -hmm. up any writing position uh not any writing position but they are stretched so thin with mm -hmm. freelancing work that things things like mm -hmm. it, they're all talented so you know anywhere they go is great but like you could just treat them well yeah. and like, that's where that's where we come in because really yeah. the if the solution isn't boycott, then the solution is the threat of bad publicity, right? Yeah. Yep. Because now when you look up Paizo, hashtag Paizo accountability is one of the first things that comes up. Yep. And that's a good thing, I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that Spectre should continue to loom until exactly. things are so fi uh, at least fixed to a degree where, uh, you know, people who are struggling are no longer struggling as much exactly you know yes yep absolutely yeah this shouldn't be like oh paizo is good and always has been good like no there no, was a dark not. time and, there, and, and even like this is not we have known for a while that they've like upper management has been shady like yeah. i i've always like i remember god last year you mentioned that there was like stuff like sexual harassment that you knew last year yeah there were stuff that i'd heard about um transphobia last year yes. and i was yep. kind of perturbed by that Yes, but I was yes. hoping it was a small enough issue that, you know, well, it's everywhere. So I get, well, apparently it's not that small. Yep. You know, 100%. Yep. I, I, I know who you're talking. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to like name dropping yeah. is doesn't do anyone any favors. But the there were uh, trans women coming forward saying, uh, it, you know, stuff like it's real interesting how uh, the, the trans women are uh, jumping ship as, as quick as possible, like almost yep. verbatim that tweet. Uh, it's yeah it's across the board like it wasn't even a closely guarded secret it was it was people that got out and were able to 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 vent a little and things slipped slipped out um mm -hmm. meanwhile you know uh people i i've become to consider pals are just like trying trying to like drop vague hints at things and now like uh i i think back on some conversations i've had in the last year i'm like oh you know what i i think they were hinting at stuff but yeah now's not the time to be like hey when you said this last <laughs> june were you meaning and i'm i'm that person in my head but i'm not they have enough on their plates right now so all, all that to say like keep up the pressure um mm -hmm. uh is there is there any other advice you can give i did see a lot of talk about uh seeking out individuals at the company's mm -hmm. uh uh crowdfunding patreon coffee yeah 
Uh, absolutely. Like if the big things that you can do, if you're a listener and you're trying to figure out, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? Literally tweeting out Paizo accountability. Like if it's even just that word, right? Hashtag Paizo accountability. Even that is like enough to start. If you mm -hmm. want to do more, absolutely, you should seek out uh, people, freelancers especially. Uh, freelancers, um, I'm not going to talk too much on this uh, situation, but there is more going on behind the scenes with freelancers sure, right course. now. And mm -hmm. uh, in the near future, they and even the present, they're going to need even more support than they are already getting. Okay. Um, so seek out Pazzo employees and especially freelancers um, who, like, we have retweeted a lot of them in the past. Um, if you want to, like, check out um on our twitter you'll see a lot of retweets of freelancers they're also in the hashtag if you have the money like you know find out who made your favorite thing um yes. the person who made them like knights of last wall is isabel torn and she's a freelancer and yeah. uh, she makes other stuff and you can go support her mm -hmm. uh there's jessica redcap there's um i think i completely butchered that pronunciation but whatever <laughs> um sorry jess there's people out there that you can and should support, mm -hmm. as well as the Paizo employees, if you have the money. If you don't, and you know, you're know you not in a position to give money, which is fair because we live in a hell planet, yes. um, I would just suggest keeping the pressure on every once in a while. Go into the Paizo accountability hashtag and retweet some stuff. Quote, retweet if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, tweet your own stuff, whatever. Just keep the pressure on and keep pushing at it because really the worst possible outcome for this is that executives think that the outrage has died down and they stop they yes. they think we've done enough now sorry employees back to grinding your bones to make book pulp with yep so keep it up and don't like just keep even if it's you've worried you're annoying people i was really worried we were going to annoy a lot of people when we started because we tweet a lot about it at, uh, mm -hmm. in the first few days yeah no one was annoyed. Good. Everyone was very supportive, and they will probably be supportive of you too. So, you know, keep it up. Keep pushing. We'll probably retweet your stuff if you tweet about it. Yes. And uh, a very, uh, just, uh, this is a, a, an emotional helpful thing to do is a lot of what I'm seeing is people are uh, looking at their books, seeing names, seeing employees, finding their Twitter accounts, and saying uh, a good word on their behalf mm -hmm. about them about their work about you know you you see mention of you know this person made this and like i really love that thank you so much for including that there's so much uh and and the 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 folks that are dealing with this uh not in the office i don't think they're in offices i don't think they're in offices i feel like they're probably in offices but um like Yes, Paizo accountability is great to have, but also like that that those individual shout outs, if you feel like you can't give money, uh, spend a little bit of emotional labor and let the people mm -hmm. know by name that you're there with them. You stand by yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think um, recently a uh, the someone released a list of the freelancers who worked on uh, Lost Owens Bazaar. Oh, cool. um, you'll find that uh, at a uh, Twitter user at who tweeted this. Um, you can go in, you will find so many freelancers and developers who worked on making stuff for that book. Go in, tell them, hey, I really like your work. Because by the time this episode is out, I think that'll be out. Um, oh, you can go and support them and tell them, hey, 
you did really cool on this. That that uh, robot wheelchair that has laser guns, I liked it. Oh, the the combat wheel, the wheelchair. I'm very so, excited for that. Yeah, the Starfinder got hover mm-hmm. chairs, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, I, I have a, a little one-on-one game uh, of a, a young lady who's going to be guesting on the pod. She has cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And from jump, she wanted her character to be in a chair. I'm like, of course, yeah, I don't care. It's like, okay, well, we'll work out how it works. Like, however you tell me it works, I'm fine with it. Now I have rules from, I don't know mm-hmm. her, her full name, but Mustangs Art on Twitter. Oh, uh, I love her. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she's done great work. And so a uh, little burble of a gush there because she's been <laughs> pushing that uh and all the other stuff she's dealt with and paizo straight up like hey so that's another like they'll bring in this person who uh the other company uh didn't really uh do so hot with at all by which mean they stole their work and didn't credit them yep that's a whole thing yep yeah that was the whole thing (laughs) that was (laughs) so so and then paizo like oh no you know uh both both of our big big properties are going to have uh your stuff in it and i imagine she was paid uh she's paid well enough to to keep going and doing the Mm -hmm. things and fighting for the stuff and then doing other work she's constantly working but um Mm -hmm. and then like the disability aspect of it hasn't been talked about like that's another uh uh, intersection of identity that paizo claims Mm -hmm. to champion um i'm prepping um (laughs) I'm prepping Space Kingmaker. That's not its actual mm-hmm. book title. Horizons of the Vast. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see that one in play. I'm I'm assembling a stream. Oh, okay. I just I guess I just announced that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, well, see what you have to do now is announce it before then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I got some people there. They're eager. Anyway, uh, one of the main NPCs on the front cover of the first book is a dude with uh, uh mobility aids mm-hmm. on their arms and i'm like that kind of shit just like fires me up it's so awesome and yeah then, like, um, and then the new in pathfinder the new um tomater iconic uh uh-huh. has leg braces oh dope. like it it just it's it's really good to see it happening and that's mm-hmm. really why i'm worried about people who are like oh boycott paizo because all that's going to accomplish in the like long term other than maybe the closing down of paizo which you know cool um is the first people <laughs> are going to get hit is the people who are putting this kind of stuff in and yep. they're not going to have anywhere else they can platform this kind of fantasy you know yeah yep yep it's gonna it's it's gonna be more of the oh magic can fix it all uh, oh god i fucking hate it uh I, oh, I, I, i'm going yeah i don't want to go down that uh <laughs> rabbit hole uh just just like fight for the people who have fought and struggled and suffered for our entertainment like that that's mm-hmm. a gross that's a that's not a gross it's a it's a it ma- doesn't make me feel great to think of it in that terms but that's what pushes me uh, a, a bleeding heart <laughs> into action um um so yeah and I'll, I'll be posting any of the links i've been writing little notes here of things to put mm-hmm. um just just keep up the pressure folks Mm-hmm. we can make the change like this is like a thing that like this isn't you know we're not going to fix climate change spoiler um but <laughs> we, can, we, we can fix uh we can fix this um but uh another reason why Derry's hanging out with me today uh <laughs> <laughs> the way the way i um i shot i i shot shot my shot 
I think that's the term. I'm not cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not hip. It's something like that. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I think yeah. it's that. There's a shot involved. There's a anyway. shot that was taken at some point. Yeah, and throwing away things. I don't know. Um, but uh, Terry, you're on top of all this great work. You're <laughs> you're putting out a module. You yeah crazy person what's going it on was, with that um <laughs> i was i'm putting out a module that we i was about to announce the day after uh paizo accountability started i was like uh-oh <laughs> um but yeah no uh, i'm putting out a module and it's one that i'm really excited uh it's safe haven a weird west tale um it's an adventure that's going to be uh by the time this is uh, published, I'd say it'll be live on Kickstarter. Or if not, it'll be in very late stages of pre-launch. Um, it is a Wild West-themed uh, module for Pathfinder 2nd Edition and uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Not Starfinder, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It, it didn't really work team-wise. Well, well, actually, I'll talk about that in a second. Oh. Um, so this is actually based on a game that I ran myself for uh, some of my friends, uh, back in the latest days of Pathfinder 1st Edition and the very beginning of the Pathfinder 2nd Edition playtest. Um, and it was it's a, a Wild West-themed adventure, which... Uh, it's weird. Um, the, the whole plan... The, the, the whole premise is that a few hundred years ago, there was some magic war. No one's really documented it because why bother? It, all that they know is that it happened. And the magic war was uh, that they had was so big and you know rambunctious that it kind of screwed the world over permanently. Um, the environment completely collapsed. Uh, half the world is uh, radiated wastelands, and the other half is slightly less radioactive deserts. Um, magic has all but fallen apart. You'll still have like wizards, like sometimes. But they're nowhere near as, like, powerful as, like, you know, the archmages who were able to, like, create the ancient history of this world. So what we are left with is a world which relies more on artifice than arcana. Mm. Um, So you've got, uh, instead of teleportation gates, you've got locomotives. Instead of magic glowing crystals shedding light, you've got streetlights. And instead of sorcerers and wizards and whatever, you're more likely to meet gunslingers. Um, this was very, very sneakily timed to come out. Uh, the Kickstarter start around the launch of Guns and Gears. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's a module which uh, really promotes Guns and Gears. Like, inventors and gunslingers will be perfect choices for uh, characters in this place, as well as any of the archetypes that are going to be in the Guns and Gears sourcebook, which... I also think should be out by the time that this interview is out. Uh, um, it will definitely, yeah, October. Sorry, uh, October, October 12th. Uh, yeah, uh, October yeah. 12th is when you go live. This will definitely That's be out right. before then. I will make sure of that. Okay, cool. Well, it'll be out a few days after um, yeah. this interview then. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening to this and like, God, I read True Guns and Gears and I already have character ideas for like stuff I want to try. Mm-hmm. This would be an excellent place to try them out. Um, without spoiling the story, as it were, it's about a uh, group of, you know, travelers or maybe they're locals or maybe whatever mm-hmm. uh, in a little town called Safe Haven. And uh, this peaceful town is kind of thrown into chaos when, spoiler, the sheriff is murdered <laughs> and uh, on the uh, eve of a goblin attack. Um, 
So it doesn't look like the goblins killed him, but it's almost like the goblins who like came in and robbed the local bank and are like, pew, pew, we're goblins, go go to hell. <laughs> it's almost like they were a cover, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's this mystery uh, of who, who shot the sheriff, you know? <laughs> um, which uh, spirals into like deeper conspiracy and figuring out like there's something going on in Safe Haven and the towns around it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it talks a lot about anti-capitalism and anti-colonialism. If you haven't noticed, I'm pretty passionate about that topic. Yeah, <laughs> um, like the whole idea of you know settlers treating native people no worse than animals, right? That's going to be something that is touched on. I feel a lot of Wild West stories just ignore that natives existed because they feel bad about genocide um i i don't we try not to shy away from it here because it is a thing that happened in our real life and if you're going to make a story which capitalizes off it like off the setting you're gonna have to talk about the ugly stuff too you know yeah um but more like it's not just you know it's not just a political ham-fisted uh genocide bad which obviously it is um (laughs) it's a murder mystery and yeah. it's a conspiracy going into uh, your town and uh, towns around you, both old and dead, and also ones that just are inhabited by monsters and like weird creatures that completely do not trust you because obvious reasons. Yep. Um, and of course, actual native people, they're not monsters. I'm not doing the thing where like, don't, oh yes, our allegory for native people are monsters. Oh, we are so forward thinking. No, we don't, no. Good um, on you for learning the lessons Hollywood still refuses to. Yep. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, well, don't, don't be worried. We definitely have a white man playing native person in it. Uh, we, you know, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. We would not. Um but um, something else that is uh, going to be coming out, because obviously this Kickstarter will be going on from October 12th to, I think, November uh, November 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be able to drop in and, you know, either order a PDF or a copy of the book for either Pathfinder or D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, there's also uh, on October 17th, I'm going to be releasing a kind of prequel. Um, oh. A one-shot module for Free RPG Day. Oh, that's and, awesome! Uh, this uh, is going to be—it's uh, called Lights in the Sky, a weird West tale. And uh, this is when why I kind of alluded to Starfinder earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a town very close to Safe Haven. Um, you can use it as a prequel. It is a level lower than the module uh, itself, um, which I, the module runs from fifth to eight. This one-shot is just level four. Just do it in one session. Nice. Um, it's about a local town, which uh, is usually very calm, but there have been weird goings on, weird lights in the sky, and strange shapes in the cornfields. And now animals are being abducted, and weird shapes are being seen in the night. Could it be aliens? Oh, I hope it's uh, aliens. We can hope it's aliens. The setting, Wistoria as a whole, I wanted it to really like ooze weird west. You can see that on the cover of Safe Haven, where it's two Utah Raptors pulling <laughs> a wagon as a giant scorpion with drills for hands is like unearthing out of the sand after them chasing them. 
Um, Lights in the Sky is going to be a great teaser for that. If you want to try try it out, see what the setting is like, um, and, you know, give yourself something to do with those brand new gunslinging characters you've got. Uh, Lights in the Sky will be there for you very soon uh, if you want to have a kind of Wild West Scooby-Doo alien adventure. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask um, the uh, level ranges. So level four for mm-hmm. the prequel, prequel, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the one shot uh, leading up to, and then uh, five through eight. Mm-hmm. And that's both that's, systems? That's working. It's sure. both systems, yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, so I do have a question. Uh, it may be outdated information. So my memory of uh, Dice World Roll chats uh, at the table in the episodes um you did art you did comics that's right yes uh i am a i have a degree in animation and illustration now will any of your art or any of the others art be in this um that's that's my secret don it's all my art (laughs) is it oh okay cool yeah i have it um that's so awesome it's uh this the reason behind the uh, me making this book was like Mm-hmm. I need to buff up my portfolio. I just need to put more art. What's something I can do to make, have an excuse to make more art? And uh-huh. it, I, this was why I stumbled on. I was like, yeah, I'll just convert to that old thing I was making and actually use it in the world. And now I'll have to draw lots of characters and lots of places. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not drawing maps because I can't do maps. I'm going to be using Incarnate for that, which Perfect. thank God they have uh, a commercial license because yep. I... I tried to draw a map. I looked at the map and I was like, mm, "Yep, that's yep. not going to look good in a book I'm selling for people. <laughs> I am so glad that that's your art. That was mm. one of the first thoughts I had because like, I don't, I don't know. I follow the podcast. I listen to you. I follow mm-hmm. social media. Like I, I don't, I never really asked like, how's the comic stuff, the art mm-hmm. stuff going? Cause art is, art isn't my thing just because mm. I have zero talent with it. So that is so fucking cool that it's your art as well. I just love that yeah. so much. That's, I, that's one thing as well, is um, to go into the Weird West vibe, I wanted it to be visually distinct to anything you're going to see in other mm-hmm. TTRPG stuff. Yeah. So um, it's very... It's like very like... Um, oh God, how... It's hyper-stylized, I guess the best way is put, of putting that's, it. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good... Yeah. It looks very much so like a comic or a cartoon... Um, with like really sharp lines and uh, bright, vibrant colors. Um, it's not like, it doesn't look like the paintings you might see in other stuff. It is meant to be eye-catchy. It's meant to be nice to look at. And uh, I'm going to be shoving so much art into this book. So even if you don't want to run the adventure, uh, hopefully like some of the designs and stuff in it will be, you know, a cool inspiration. Because like, I, I have a cyborg who is a dinosaur rancher and um <laughs> god oh of course my favorite npcs the old lady and her lesbian uh lizard wife who i love i love those two dearly they okay, own a I'm, shop and that's their thing i'm uh, i'm looking at the art again and uh of course it's your art it's the same uh uh for your vtuber uh cran yeah cran, cran uh, tv yeah yeah oh that's so fucking cool that I mean, good job on you for uh, double dipping on uh, talent on your own self. Uh, <laughs> but God damn, that's awesome! Yeah, I cannot wait. Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I have it reminded uh, because of this. I'll definitely have it out before. Then I'll probably have it out this weekend, to be honest, because uh, I may just just 
dump because I <laughs> I have I have this chat. I have Krifu Bernal where we talk uh, Manapot and uh, some more of that, and then uh, another homebrew Starfinder. I may just have this weekend be three episodes of very long chats uh <laughs> and i just i, mean, I just yeah. fucking love it um so um kickstarter definitely and i'll be promoting mm-hmm. the the living yeah. hell out of this uh mm-hmm. it's gonna be and uh, uh you oh, can uh, find a link to that on again our twitter at dice will roll yep. um it's in pre-launch right now so if you go to the link uh which is in our pinned tweet um you'll be able to sign up and get a notification to mm-hmm. your email the day it goes live and then i mean like listen we're gonna be just i'm going to be extremely annoying all through october i'm very sorry to everyone no, because we I, will just be promoting that as often as possible yeah and i will be looking forward to it i know enough of pathfinder 2e that i could probably run this uh uh at least the one shot so mm-hmm. uh I'm well going the to... one shot you'll be happy to know is very rp heavy so i'll love it okay cool you'll you'll yeah. even if you know next to nothing about pathfinder i think there's like two or three combats total most of it is role play and investigation stuff oh fantastic so yeah i'll 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 commit myself now um those that <laughs> like my gming style such as it is uh stay tuned october 17th that's right yes uh i am going to be running folks through this one shot so <laughs> hit me up please I, I i just want yeah i i i and i like playing pathfinder it's a fun thing to play i don't think i've ever i no, that's not true uh uh i gm'd a couple sessions of an ap and it did not go well because it was my very first uh GM yeah. ever i mean listen you didn't add level to damage so no no but some stuff I, right I crit and killed the druid's animal companion before they got to Kentargo in uh, Hell's Rebels. Ooh. I did a thing. Okay, so just, <laughs> just real quick. So I was like, oh no, you know, you're not just going to arrive in this city. You're familiar with Hell's Rebels? Yeah, I actually okay. ran Hell's Rebels. It's okay. uh, my favorite adventure path. It's great. Um, yeah. I, I only I only played, I didn't even get, I didn't even get to the second event. So before oh, we no. get to Kentargo, I'm like, oh no, you know, you're going to be on the ship headed to there. And I was like setting up the world, setting up the appearance mm-hmm. of that. And I'm like, can we hit stuff? And I'm like, tell you what, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, a rowboat of goblin pirates show up and they're like on ice flows shooting at you with crossbows and i crit and killed the druid's wolf companion yes and i'm like uh they were like no 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 don't fudge your rolls i'm like it was my first gm experience i'm like okay i won't i won't fudge anything i'll roll out in the open i confirmed a nat 20 with a nat 20 Mm -hmm. and that's insta death in their in their home Mm-hmm. like i didn't have home rules i played their home rules so because that's yeah. what i was yeah and i'm like um uh <laughs> so so i haven't i haven't honestly ran a gm s- session since that day uh, they, <laughs> they got to the city um they didn't even get to the to the um the big protest yeah they didn't even get to the protest they just got to Ooh. the tavern because i'm like okay you need to patch yourselves up before you go to the 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 oh boy that's just oh dear oh dear yeah no i could <laughs> i mean listen um i i feel i've told this story a million times but uh a while ago i tried to get some of my irl friends to play some pathfinder uh-huh. and I, they wanted to do a cobalt only game and i was like sure this will yeah. be great 
And, you know, I just, I basically just let them go wherever they wanted. It was in the Swordlands and I, it was oh, me yeah. cheating in it and studying in advance for uh, Extinction Curse when they would go, my like my party would go there. So I just mm-hmm. let them go wherever. They go to a town, ta- like literally day one, they go to a town. They, uh, they, I make a joke about how there's a fishing mini game. They go on the lake. They really want to catch a, a big fish and fight it. I shrug and say, sure. And I put a level appropriate monster against them. Yes. And it's a TPK. <laughs> it's a, they all died. And I, I have been traumatized by any time someone says the words fishing me. They wanted to die at that point. Like when they realized, hey, we're losing. They started chanting TPK. And I was here like, I'm in hell. Yes. This is hell and I'm being punished. <laughs> How dare you try to mix worlds. Your IRL friends don't get to play. <laughs> <laughs> the so hubris. That's, yeah, listen, that's on me, honestly. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so that's 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 everything and more covered on my end. Um uh check out Dice Will Roll, everyone. Listen to them. Thank Kingmaker you. is a fantastic story. Extinction Curse uh is fun, it's silly. Your music choices. Uh you like you don't even have mm-hmm. a video game to steal from with Extinction Curse. Yeah, and- no, this one this one all goes down to music D20. Uh, uh-huh. You can find him. His music is unbelievably good. He yeah. makes, I think, like a new song every two weeks, yep. and it's all for tabletop, and it's all incredible. It's yeah, yeah blows very, us out of the water every time. Very good. Uh, your cast are are all lovely people, and 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 like I don't have like a personal connection with any of you, but like mm. just just the love at the table, it's like so pure. It's just it's <laughs> so good, uh, so gay. And I, I just love <laughs> love it to pieces. Um, everyone, get out there! Uh, I don't. I almost said get out the vote because I'm American. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, but, well, I mean, there is a vote coming up where we've been in. We're in an awards thing, but like, I don't for the Audioverse oh. Awards, we've been nominated for some stuff. So I guess Congrats. you can go out and vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was leading into uh, Paizo stuff, but yeah, Audioverse mm. is already uh, putting stuff out or uh, already uh, nominated okay cool yeah i will definitely be retweeting the hell out of that because <laughs> so good such such good thank such you love it to death you are uh, uh a wonderful human being um, thank you retweet tweet donate what you can spread the word mm. spread the love mm. um and uh check out safe haven october 12th kickstarter mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna be like mildly annoying because <laughs> uh just signal boosting it because like i all i have is these episodes coming out and sometimes i do one shots um <laughs> so so like um expect like it won't be for lack of trying that my audience doesn't uh know when and uh updates on this so uh yeah that is all for me gary thank you so much for hanging out and so uh much. love to do it again some other time anytime awesome. <laughs>